welcome to episode number 22 of the Ministry Story Podcast. My name is David Tonin, I'm your host, and today is Wednesday, March the 28th, 2012. I'd like to let you know that if you are ever in a situation where you're planning a big event for your church, this is the podcast for you. Most churches really struggle with how are we going to market or communicate our event once we've put all the details in place. Well, today's guest is a return guest, but he's got some experiences to share about some of the things that he and his organizing team have gone through in promoting a large event here in Canada last year. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Ministry Story podcast. Please reintroduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your ministry story. Uh, my name is Adam Fry, and I am the Creative Communications Director at Central Community Church in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada. And uh, I've been serving here, uh, overseeing our weekend experience, which our mission really is to create an unforgettable opportunity for people to experience God across all four of our campuses. And so I have the privilege of leading a, cre- a team of creatives in, uh, in producing our weekend experiences, creating the content, and just taking our lead pastor's vision of what he was hoping to get out of that, that, that uh, each service and just kind of making it happen. So it's a really cool a role that allows me to preach, allows me to lead worship, it allows me to just be behind the scenes and launch other people in the ministry. So I really like that. And, uh, and then recently we just started doing a Create Conference. It's our second year. So I'm the, I'm the conference director and just try to facilitate a conference, uh, a platform, an opportunity for creators across Canada to come together to be encouraged, inspired, and equipped and uh, just the practical resources and practical steps in creative communications. Excellent, and I'm so glad to have you back. You're the first guest to make appearance number two. Well, look at that. Look at that. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. And, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you back is because you were one of the first guests in the top, in the first ten that I did last year. And uh, we had so many questions that I originally drafted that we didn't get through. So I thought, Mm -hmm. you know what, a lot of them revolve around the experience of creating the communications plan for a communications conference. And so I thought, you know, you've gone through the whole thing now and you've experienced both the lead up to one to the first one last year and sort of the, sort of the exit out of that and sort of probably the exhaustion that came with that. And so um, tell us a little bit, um, just for those people who didn't hear the last episode, just give a little bit of an introduction to what the conference is and what people could expect to experience at this year's conference. Right. Yeah, the conference really was just um, an answer to some questions that we were receiving as a church. Uh, You know, our Central Community Church has, over the last 10 years, has experienced some real radical changes foundationally, of who we are and what we're all about. I've grown, you know, there's a long story, but we can grow. We've grown from a church of 300 to now a church of, you know, 1,800, 1,800 across four campuses. Um, and so in that growth period, I mean, a lot of philosophical changes of why we exist, who we exist for, what we're all about, stylistically, um, culturally relevant, um, excellence, and all these different factors that, I mean, you can listen to the last last podcast for that, that conversation. But uh, in that, we were experiencing a lot of... Um, a lot of just questions and people asking questions, what you're doing, how you're doing it, uh, can you help us figure this thing out? And, and, and the truth is, you know, we want to be all prideful and say we know exactly what we're doing all the time, but the truth is we don't. You know, we're, a lot of it is just us asking questions ourselves, trying to figure out the best plan, and by faith believing that this will work, and sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't, and we just keep on going. And anyways, in this whole season, we thought, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we created an opportunity for Canadian church leaders to answer these questions in a in more of a organized form and um 
so we decided to, to put together this great conference to bring in people that we respected, that we look at answers for, and uh, and provide this opportunity for this network to establish within Canada of creatives and communication directors and uh, ministry leaders and media directors and artists and producers and storytellers and to come together and encourage one another through the body and, and through network, but also to learn and grow practically in some of the things that we are all, all trying to do in our own communities, in our own little churches uh, around Canada. So that's sort of the essence of Create Conference. And last year it was great. We had about 150 people come from um, from BC all the way over. I don't think we had anybody actually out, from out east this year, actually. That was last unfortunate. Year we didn't have anybody past Quebec. Huh. Um, so hopefully we'll get that this year. But it was really cool just seeing creatives come together and um, just uh, see a network established. Um, as far as I could have tell, uh, as far as I know, up to this point, there hasn't really been a network of creatives, um, of creative leaders, of communications directors, or video directors, or graphic designers and stuff who serve the local church because it really isn't a popular or maybe a common role hmm. yet within the churches. So um, even within the worship leaders, the truthfully, which is more of a common position. Uh, worship pastors, um, to see a network that's established and um, encouraging that people can build relationship with. And um, yeah, so that was really cool. So we saw that and we had a great turnout. We had a great expectation. People were coming and their expectations were exceeded, which is always great. Uh, we did a feedback form and that was a lot of the common thing. Hey, this was better, better than I expected it to be. Hmm. Um, excellence factor was there. The quality of the, the, comp, the, quality of the speakers were there. Um, you know, some of the things that we learned about were people want intentional networking, so we're going to try to morph that a little bit. The schedule was, was great. It worked, but we can tweak it a little bit. And so it was, it was a, all in all, we left great. The speakers felt encouraged. The attendees felt uh, inspired and connected. Uh, so it was a really positive first start. Uh, lots, of, lots of growth available, but it was a great first start. So we're right. excited about that. Now, for you personally, was there one major highlight that sort of stands out? The one major highlight was actually that uh, we able we were able to see it come together. And I know that this, the we used to do these things uh, at the end of every day. We uh, the, the team and I we would sit down. We had these couches in the lobby that we brought in, and we would kind of sit there. Everyone was kind of dispersed, and we'd sit there and we would just talk about uh, the kind of the highlights of the day and what people are saying and conversations that have been had and. And the highlight for me was, honestly, it was seeing it all happen. It's like, you're, I didn't realize how busy you are during the day. You know, you're, you're, you want to just sit and take it all in, but it's hard just trying to navigate all the different things that are happening. But uh, sitting down at the end of the day and just talking with our team and hearing the stories of different people that they've connected with. Or, um, you know, I had somebody email me uh, uh, during, that, during that time and said, uh, you know, this is the first time I've been able to sit in church and actually experienced God, and actually felt called to be a, a video director or media director in my church. I actually feel that God has now officially called me. Hmm. I've been doing it as a job, but now I feel that this is actually a calling. And so that was really cool, because we don't look we look at traditional roles like worship or youth or a pastor or counseling or life groups or community pastor, whatever you want to call them, but these media roles or these graphic designers or these communications or web developers or things like that, 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 that kind of come alongside the church. Um, he actually felt, this is actually a God thing. This is God's calling for my life. This is what he called me to do. And that was a really cool conversation, really cool email. And we'd be able to talk about that in, in, in our small group after. And so that, that was kind of the highlight for me is seeing these kind of stories emerge and the conversations that are happening 
um, as people are just experiencing the conference and connecting with one another and connecting with connecting with God in a way that maybe they haven't been able to do because they've been so busy just serving the weekend services right. um, in their in their local church. That was kind of the big highlight for me. Well, and I, I'm encouraged to hear that too because I think you're right in. Let's just step aside from the American church for a minute and just talking about the Canadian church. You're right. There hasn't been a huge focus in the past on the on the role of the communications person, whether they, like you say, no matter what stream they, they're a part of or where their gifting is. But I think it's starting to come that way. And I don't know that it's just because we're being influenced by the American church, but I think it's also because churches are, in my opinion, from the marketing communication side of things, I see church leaders starting to get the fact that they need to do that, and they've sort of just sort of ignored it up to, you know, maybe up to five years ago. So would you yeah. agree with that, or, or how are you seeing things? And maybe they're different in Ontario. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would see the fact that most churches, you know, there's a, there's a shift that is starting to happen within the leadership, the senior leadership of churches. Um, you know, it's just every every shift and every generation changes a different focus and understanding of of cultural relevance and um and so i think churches are understanding or starting to understand um that in order to be relevant you have to be part of your community you have to communicate to your community you have to brand your message in a way that makes sense your community understand um and, and i think i think People are just understanding a little bit more. Leader, uh, senior leadership or the hiring people in churches are saying, hey, we need to invest some money into this stuff. It's not just about having a website. It's about having a website that actually connects and answers the questions that our communities are asking. Exactly. Um, you know, so I think it's not about just having the tools, but it's understanding how to use the tools. And and, and it's the truth is even with speaking. It's just not about speaking the message and, and opening the Bible. Let's turn to John and let's talk about John. But actually, let's, let's, let's speak about John in a way that actually answers the questions that people are asking. Mm-hmm. And I think that is where the shift is happening. And and the truth is, in our context here at least, I mean, we work so strong in team, right? So we have our pastor, Bill Markham, and, and you know, he comes and we just had our service programming even this morning where he says, okay, this is what I'm, this is what we're wrestling with this morning. We've known the series now for the last three months, what we're actually talking with today, this Sunday, but we actually, he's now preaching to us today so that as campus pastors and producers and worship leaders, we're saying, okay, how can we rally around that so that all the elements fit together and the mm-hmm. graphics and the print and the material and the promotions and the, the songs and, the, and the, the greeting and so that it all works together in one piece, in one form. It's not separate pieces, but it's all one unit holistically. And, and so that's where I feel campuses are growing. And, I mean, not campuses, uh, churches are understanding that, that it's bigger than just the message. It's, it's everything communicates, and that's from the arts to the, to the video to the web to the the experience. Mm-hmm. And so churches are growing in that. And, and marketing is not just something you do, it's who you are. It's everything that you are, right? So um, well, I don't know if that answers your question. Oh, oh, it does. And what's what's interesting about that last statement there is that uh, so often even church leaders or churches that are a little bit standoffish on marketing, they'll say, well, we don't, we shouldn't be marketing or we don't think we can be marketing. But the reality is they are marketing even when they, they don't are. think they are, right? Absolutely. And sometimes the marketing things they don't want to be marketing yeah. just by their approach. And like, yeah, every, one thing we just talked about even uh, last week is that everything communicates. Just your, when, the, when people come into your church, whether the carpet is clean or whether there's paint on the wall or whether there is, uh, you know, information that's spelt wrong in their program or uh, how friendly the greeter is or 
um, you know, if there's a parking place for them or if they wasn't. Like, everything communicates. And if they ran into a Christian or someone from your congregation in the community and how they responded to that person in a conversation, everything communicates and everything is marketing your story. And so um, it's not just about the experience on the Sunday, but it's the run into the congregation throughout the week and how the church represents itself within the community. And, and there's a, yeah, it's, 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 it's overwhelming if you think about it too much and you go too far down the road. But uh, it, the truth is the truth is that marketing is not what you do, it's who you are. Exactly. And it all comes back to how you represent Jesus. And, and, the, and, and that doesn't matter what you're doing as an individual or as a church or as a community congregation, you know, the the idea here is you're not going to represent Jesus perfectly because we're not perfect, but right. I think we just need to keep our eyes focused on the fact that everything we do represents Jesus in some way, and people are watching. Right, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and we we live out that we're the reflection of Him, and so how are we going to do that? It makes uh, make changes kind of whether or not that person in your congregation or you're in the community rather is going to find Jesus or not is based on how you reflect Him. So. That's a huge responsibility we have. Right. Now, I'm going to skip down here one and ask you, as the organizer of a big conference for Canadian Christians or churches, what, you know, communication for you and marketing for you has been very important last year and again this year in making sure you get the word out to people so they can plan to come to your conference. And right. and, and so I, I wanted to kind of settle in on that for a minute or two because I think, you know, I – talk this talk with with pastors and church leaders all the time but it's one thing for me to talk to them or one thing for me to try to educate them it's another thing for somebody who's had a very hands-on relevant experience in the canadian culture to speak just what your story is what your experience has been and so what i was thinking is maybe you could just sort of address like you know what were some of the lessons that you learned from communicating and trying to promote and, and market the conference last year to churches and uh, and what you maybe you've done as a result that maybe is a little different this year, um, you know, so so that other leaders as they listen to your experience, they might be able to learn on how to properly or most effectively communicate or market an event in Canada. Right. The biggest thing uh, we learned, and we're still learning, uh, still learning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're always asking questions, and I think that's a good thing. But um, the biggest thing we learned last year is it's all about networking. Um, Traditional advertising, you know, I mean, I don't even know what traditional advertising is. My background isn't marketing and advertising, so this is me trying to wing it. Hmm. Uh, in, okay. in all honesty, I went to Bible college to be a music pastor and a, and a pastor pastor. So the whole communication side of things um, and marketing and advertising and the things that a lot of a lot what I do now is me kind of, you know, the hard knock life of learning, right? And hmm. um, asking questions and reading blogs and stuff. So from what I've learned in my experience, uh, it's about networking. It's about selling your vision to the right people, um, because I don't my 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 circle of influence and my network is is limited, and I have, I mean, it's maybe bigger than some, but it's smaller than others. And so, um, it's if I can pitch a vision and 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 uh, pitch a, a cause in a way that makes sense to that's that kind of resonates with that individual then they become a marketing agent and I had for me because they're going to start pitching within their circles. Um, and so I've realized that networking and, and talking to different people in different circles is huge. Um, one of the things I, one of the things we did last year is we tried, you know, calling different people from different provinces and trying to get them on board with, 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 um, with that was great, but it wasn't, it wasn't organic in the sense that it wasn't 
really they they were they kind of bought into the idea, but they didn't own the idea. It wasn't like their idea, right? So that's been the biggest challenge. It's like how do you pitch an idea or a concept or a resource or an, an event, not only to establish a network, but also to do they actually want and own it as their own? Um, and then once you can get to that level, then you can actually they they actually become that ad agency for you. Um, it's like with church. When people actually enjoy coming to church, they become your marketing agency because they actually go and tell their friends about it. Um, when you go to see a movie, like I went and saw Hunger Games, and so when you go see a movie, you're going to come home and you're going to either say, I liked it or I didn't like it. And your promotion is either going to encourage your circle of friends to go see the movie or to encourage them not to go see the movie. Um, and that's promotion for the, the, the movie company. So, I mean, it's it's... We, you become that. So one thing last year God gave us, last year gave us 150 people to come to a conference and to experience it firsthand. So now this year's registration is already exploding based, uh, based on last year's registrations this time because people are experiencing it and people are talking about it from their own personal experience. And that was, so networking is huge. The fact that people can co-own it and, and own what's happening and promote what's happening on their, as their own voice, uh, so to speak. So that was kind of the biggest thing that we learned and we, we're still learning how to do that. But Yeah, and, and you touched on something there that I think is very important and that is you now have, you know, the, these advocates that you have that have gone back into their churches or back into their networks and said, I went to Create last year, it was really great because, and they, right. whatever their personal experience reason was, and now they are your mouthpiece. But, you know, what I really want to try to drive home to people who are listening to this is that, when you when you create the first event or when you make that first event, it is so critical to make sure that you make a good first impression. Because if you Absolutely. don't, then if if it if it's a total disaster, and I'm not saying that you know things don't go wrong with the sound system mm-hmm. and whatever, but if you don't put the attention to detail into that first event, then people have a hard time being that advocate because they didn't have a great experience. Absolutely, and that was a huge thing for us. Is that we wanted to, and people said that. In our responses, the conference felt bigger than what it was, uh, which was the greatest compliment we could have ever got. People thought, and just the environment, the speaker level, the amount of speakers, the excellence factor in the, in the print and the promotions and in the experience in our conference booklets. And the conference felt bigger than what it was. And so that was really cool. And we, re- we really tried hard that even with our speakers. We wanted to treat our speakers well because – their experience and their rep, their, the way they talk about their experience at the conference reflects on the other speakers we're going to get. Right. You know, because because I mean, the truth is, we're, we're everything is there is a network and everyone is connected some way or another. And and so if people are speaking uh, speaking badly about the conference because the conference maybe failed or or missed the mark on certain elements. That translates, and that's, now you have to kind of beat you have to combat that uh, in the future. But yeah, so that was one thing we worked really hard at with our hospitality and with our first impression when they came in, that they felt welcomed, encouraged, and, and uh, lifted up, that it was something that was answering the questions. And that was the other big thing we learned, too, is is to answer the questions that people are actually asking. Um, don't just do something you think is cool or do you think that something's current, but actually answer the questions that people are asking. And we realized last year that we were answering some of the questions that people are asking. But there are more questions that we were asking that was more basic than what we were actually hitting. Hmm. And um, and so it kind of made us reevaluate a little bit uh, what we're doing this year, uh, the simplicity of some of the breakouts, the network, the networking, intentional networking opportunities, the schedule, things like that, that are, gonna an- that are actually answering the questions that people are asking. And that, 
that's the other thing too. Um, so people are going to go, they're going to go to go something that's actually they see as beneficial to them, not just as a cool event because church ministry budgets can't afford cool events. Right. They, they have been, they, they afford things that are beneficial. And so if we can provide this as a beneficial opportunity, that's still cool and still great and excellent. Then that's where you're going to see that, that, that ownership or that investment, that investment or that interest, uh, so. Good. Can 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 we talk for a minute about uh, communications timing? Because this is something that, as a see, what's interesting here is you're talking as somebody who isn't a marketing expert or isn't trained in marketing and communications from your, mm. you know, education. I am, and and sometimes it's why I like having you being able to address this is because most pastors are in the situation that you're in, or most church leaders are in the situation that you're in. You're you came up with this idea, whether you know that it was a God inspired idea to do what whatever the event is, and, right. and you put a lot of effort into the development of that, but you don't necessarily have the um, education or the equipping to to communicate it in the way a marketing person would. And right. so what where I find that a lot of organizations or a lot of churches kind of kind of slip up is just the timing of when they do their communication. So can you just reflect a little bit on what your experience was about when you started the communications process for your advertising, whether it was the print materials or the web or the social media, how far in advance did you start that last year and how far in advance did you do it this year? Did you learn, you know, maybe you adjusted it some, I'm not sure. Yeah. And we adjusted the truth is it's so funny. I don't even know. Um, so I'll tell you what we did. I don't know if it works or not, but we did last year. We were, I think we were really excited about last year. Uh, obviously it was first, it was this brand new dream. We had a lot of nerves. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, so we booked our speakers as soon as we could. Actually, it felt like forever. It felt like we were late. We had our speakers. We were booking them in October, um, for Ju- for a June event. So we were, we felt we were late. I was up all night sweating, you know, trying to get speakers and then trying to get sponsors and all that stuff because we wanted to promote sort of a a complete package, you know, uh, as soon as we could. And we wanted to get out before Christmas. That was our goal. Like, we wanted to promote the conference. Bef- like, in, I think we started promoting it in the beginning of December. And then we had a, kind of like a super early bird rate if you get it in before the end of the year. And we sort of had, a, you know, a basic sponsors and a basic uh, or four keynote or five keynote speakers and a few breakout speakers. Uh, and then we added to it as we grew. But we kind of found last year when we did that, that it was almost too soon, um, that people saw it, they, they, they showed interest, but they're like, oh, that's June. Like, that's like so far away. And so they kind of saw it, they were interested, they were intrigued by it, and then they forgot about it. Hmm. And then we had to kind of always, it felt like we were pushing this thing forever now. We were just constantly pushing and pushing and pushing. And it just maybe maybe perceived that it was old. Um so that was something we did, and I don't know if it was the right timing. And and then this year, um, I don't know if it was just because of our work schedules. Uh, there was a second year, the same angst. The angst wasn't the same, and so we actually didn't promote the conference, this year's conference, until uh, I think it was until uh, mid-January or February, the beginning of February, I think, mm. when we actually launched the conference. No, it was mid-February. It was mid-February when we actually launched the conference website. Mm. Um, and so... A total, I mean, a couple months later, and actually we're experiencing higher registration now than we did last year. Um, you know, so it's, I'm not sure if timing, like I'm sure timing is, there is a science to timing, but I, I feel sometimes if we promote too soon, 
then people just kind of like, hey, that's cool, but then they forget about it. Right. When you promote within a time period, they're like, oh, that's really awesome. Oh, that's coming up quick. I want to register now. Well, I guess um, some of that has to do with geography too, though, because, you know, for someone, as an example, for someone like myself, if I decide I'm going to bring a team or I want some people to come with me from my church and travel to Ontario, well, I have to book off, you know, we have to book vacation time. We have to absolutely. plan for plane tickets. We have to book hotel rooms, all of that sort of thing that is a little bit more of a production on our end. And so the earlier that we know about it, the better. Whereas somebody yeah. who's local that's going to be driving, you know, driving to absolutely. the conference, it doesn't have quite that same, you know, logistic. Absolutely. And we found it found like, looking back into it, I mean, I think six months, when you're doing what we're trying to, the kind of the conference level, like you said, that's kind of a, a national-wide, I mean, six months, I mean, you, there's obviously the back end. You I mean, you're working on it. I mean, I'm already starting to work on next year's conference mm-hmm. as far as speakers and the big things, but the big rocks. Um, but as far as promotion and releasing the conference, I think six months is plenty. I mean, our, we still live in a culture of last minute, and you know, so most people are pretty flexible um, you know, within a, within a given month or, or two month window, they're right. pretty flexible. Right. Um, you know, so when you give a six month window, plus, you know, provide opportunities for, for deals and, uh, you know, things like that. And then also true, when you build a culture, like one thing we're I mean, starting to a little bit, you know, when you build a culture that say, Oh, this conference is always on this time every year. Uh, people then sort of just trying to book around it. They'd, oh, they know it's going to come. And if they see that as a value, like every conference that you know of, you know, C3 conference, Echo conference, C's conference, conferences that are that are doing really well, they, they built their reputation of Catalyst Conference, built their reputation of just kind of, hey, this is when we do it every year. Exactly. So people kind of know, oh, that's the season in which it's happening. So they might not know the details. They know they're really interested in going. They're excited to see what the lineup's going to look like. But their conference itself is what draws them. And that's what I've realized, too, is that the speakers are a draw, but they're not the they're not the whole reason. The, the, the reason is the experience that they get at yes. the conference. It's yes. the connection they get. It's the community. It's the overall experience. A lot of the speakers, you know, they, I was just at a conference in the States. You know, the speakers, they blow in, they blow out. But it's the environment of the conference that draws you. Not, not necessarily the speakers. Those speakers are great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the environment of the conference that, that drew me in. Yeah. And that makes me want to come back. Yeah. Right? Now, of all the – you probably did some of the print material and you've done the web. Um, talk a bit about what the role social media has played in, in your conference experience. Social media for us has kind of been the main source of advertising. You know, it's kind of this guerrilla gorilla style, um, you know, no-budget kind of conference. So we started – we launched our website, in, which is a WordPress website. We saved money this year and just kind of designed our own site and then – had a local friend of mine develop it into something that is usable. And so we designed our own this year. Uh, we launched that in Feb. We started working that in January, developed it, launched it in February. Then we did a church mail out to just some strategic churches uh, across Canada. Uh, we did that just a couple weeks ago, followed up by, no, we did an, an e-blast first uh, to, to the churches, followed up with print material, uh, and now we're following up with phone calls. Hmm. Uh, so we're actually being a lot more aggressive this year with the actual traditional type advertising that churches would generally do. Uh, but then we've always been in, so with, with the Twitter and with the, the social media, this has always been keeping that steady and consistent. And I have a, uh, we have a girl who's going to be doing blogging and keeping that kind of thing. And so for us, just kind of keeping the story alive, and I think just keeping it on the edge of your 
your brain, you know, so it doesn't become a distant memory, but it actually stays there. It's it's a constant reminder. And what we what we're trying to do with promotions is not just promote the event, but but show that Create Conference is not just about the conference; it's about the network that's right. established. And if we can sort of build like every blog post is actually not just promoting the event, but actually promoting the cause and promoting what we're talking about and giving you encouragement along the way. Um, that's so that's what we're trying to do with. Our promotions. It's not just promoting the event, but promoting. Hey, there's a cool network that we get to be part of, and we can do it all year long through social media. And social media brings us, brings community together. But we can actually get to know faces and names on a personal level, and encourage people that will help you promote into the future. And so, the advertising for us is once we launch the conference, it's just been nonstop as far as the everything that we have to work within. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a good testimonial. And what's interesting to me was, like, I knew nothing about Create. I'm sort of out. Last year, I was outside of your geographic zone, or really on the edge of it. And where I found about found out about Create first and foremost was through Twitter. And it's not like I'm this active Twitter user, but um, mm-hmm. three people that I follow and have in in a marketing stream. Uh, of my tweets, they all three of them mentioned it within the span of a week. So it was like, okay, I yeah. got to check this out and see what this is all about. And that's how I found out about it probably last yeah. January, you know? And that's one thing about Twitter, which is great in the sense is that, you know, when you retweet or something, it just, it just spreads networks, right? And that's where the networking comes in. If you get people who, you know, who buy into what you're doing, even on a, on a real surface level and just say, I'll just retweet that tweet or I'll, I'll just tweet about it. I mean that just spreads the, their networks, which that just it just fans out, right? It just spiderwebs out, and so that's one thing about when I get back to networking is that's the key about marketing. I find within the church, especially when you have no budget, like most churches have no budget for marketing, they're not going to be doing some marketing campaigns, going on commercial TV or some billboard ad in their community. So word of mouth is definitely is still the highest level of marketing that most churches can have, and so providing an awesome opportunity for those who attend your church or those who attend your event so they have a positive experience and that they they can now go and buy into that and become a self-promoter for your event or for your church or for your cause. Um, that's that's going to be your greatest strength and your most effective form of marketing. Couldn't have said that better myself. <laughs> Love that. Well, um, we've, we're capping in on around 30 minutes. So before we wrap up, why don't you just give the quick overview of the details for registration and such and the dates for the conference and, uh, and how people yeah. can get a hold of that information online and how they could get a hold of you personally. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, Create Conference is all the information is at createconference.ca. Uh, all the information is there. We're in, uploading new information as, as it comes available, but uh uh, you can register online. We are offering group discounts this year as well, which is going to be which is something we didn't do last year. So for groups of two or more, which is really encouraging, five or more, ten or more, there's group discounts, as well as um, you know there's a one day cost for that if you just want to come up for the one day. But the biggest thing we uh, we offered that we're starting this year is we're doing a thing called Create Workshops, which is a pre-conference experience. And so the conference starts uh, three o'clock on the Monday afternoon with a breakout. But if you want to take your conference experience to a whole new level, we have about six create workshops we're offering that are limited to about 15 people, depending on what the actual workshop is, where you will actually uh, sit down with Gary Melander and actually walk through storytelling through video and what it actually looks like to make and create, to capture and edit uh, a testimony video, or sit down with Jared Erickson from the 8-Bit Network and actually build a WordPress website from the ground up, or sit with Tim Schrader and talk about uh, boot camp, uh, 
marketing, church marketing boot camp, where you just hey, the ten things you need to know about church marketing within within your church, and it's a three hour intensive to a limited group of people. So that's a fifty dollar addition. Uh, it's limited seats; they're already selling out. It's, but we're really excited about that feature uh, to the conference. And then the conference is the three days, Monday to Monday to Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And we're really excited about uh, the skit guys are going to be there. Uh, we have Gary Melander from Floodgate Productions. We have Whitney George from, he's the creative director at Church on the Move in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's a great guy. And then our pastor, Bill Markham, is going to be the fourth. And so we're really excited about our lineup, 30 breakout options to choose from between the three days. And um, all the information is found on our website. Or you can follow me at Adam Fry uh, on Twitter or AdamFry.com is my blog. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for taking this time to talk to us again this year. Um, I, you know, is my hope and prayer that you guys have another incredibly impacting conference, both for your organization, your church, but also for all those people who are going to, uh, you know, take the time out of their busy schedules to attend. I know it'll be a, an encouragement and a learning experience, and an, as you said, the networking experience for them. And it is my absolute hope that I'll get a chance to come up there and connect with you in person uh, in June. Awesome. All right. Thanks, David. I really appreciate this. It's been a great conversation. Thank you.